0: Chapter Seventy Two of The Headless Horseman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Headless Horseman: A Strange Tale of Texas by Main Reed. Chapter Seventy Two. Zeb Stump on the Trail. After getting clear of the enclosures of Casa del Corvo, the hunter headed his animal upstream in the direction of the port and town. It was the former he intended to reach, which he did in a ride of less than a quarter of an hour. Commonly, it took him three to accomplish this distance, but on this occasion he was in an unusual state of excitement, and he made speed to correspond. The old mare could go fast enough when required. That is when Zeb required her, and he had a mode of quickening her speed, known only to himself, and only employed upon extraordinary occasions. It simply consisted in drawing the bowie knife from his belt, and inserting about an inch of its blade into the mare's hip, close to the termination of the spine. The mile effect was like magic, or, if you prefer the figure, electricity. So spurred Zeb's critter could accomplish a mile in three minutes, and more than once had she been called upon to show this capability, when her owner was chased by Comanches. On the present occasion there was no necessity for such excessive speed, and the fort was reached after fifteen minutes' sharp trotting. On reaching it, Zeb slipped out of the saddle and made his way to the quarters that commanded, while the mare was left panting upon the parade ground. The old hunter had no difficulty in obtaining an interview with the military chief of Fort Inge, looked upon by the officers as a sort of privileged character. He had the entrée at all times, and could go in without countersign, or any of the other formalities usually demanded from a stranger. The sentry passed him. As a matter of course, the officer of the guard only exchanged with him a word of welcome, and the adjutant at once announced his name to the major commanding of the cantonment. From his first words the latter appeared to have been expecting him. "'Ah, Mr. Stump, glad to see you so soon.' Have you made any discovery in this queer affair? From your quick return, I can almost say you have. Something, I hope, in favor of this unfortunate young fellow, notwithstanding that reappearances are strongly against him. I still adhere to my old opinion that he's innocent. What have you learnt? Well, mage, answered Zeb, without making other obeisance than the simple politeness of removing his hat. What I've learnt ain't much, though enough to fetch me back to the fort, where I didn't intend to come. "'Till I'd gone a bit of a journey across the Pyrrhus. "'I came back here to have a word with yourself. "'In welcome. What is it you have to say? "'That you'll keep back this trial as long as you can reasonably do so. "'I know there's a pressure from the outside. "'But I know, too, that you've got the power to resist it. "'And what's more, mage, you've got the will. "'I have. You speak quite truly about that, Mr. Stump.' and as to the power, I have that, too, in a certain sense. But as you are aware, in our great republic, the military power must always be subservient to the civil, unless under marital law, which, God forbid, should ever be required among us, even here in Texas. I can go so far as to hinder any open violation of the law, but I cannot go against the law itself. Tain't the law I want ye to go again? Nothing of the sort, mage. Only them as air like to take it into their own hands, and twist it, about to square it, with their own purposes. There's them in the settlement, as ud do that. If they ain't restrained, one in especial, special, you'd like to do it. And I knows who that one air. Leastwise I have a tolerable clur a guess o' him. Who? You're good to keep a secret, mage. I know you are. Mr. Stump, what passes here in confidence? You may speak your mind freely. Then my mind air that the man who has dud this murder ain't Maurice the mouse Dinger. That's my own belief. You know it already. Have you nothing more to communicate? Well, mage, perhaps I could communicate a little more if you insist upon it, but the time ain't right for telling you what I've learnt, for the which, after all, only mounts to suspicions. I may be wrong, and I'd rather you'd let me keep ern to myself till I have made a short excursion across the Nueces. After that, you'll be welcome to what I know now besides what I may be able to gather off to the Priyas. So far as I am concerned, I am quite contented to wait for your return, the more willingly that I know you are acting on the side of justice. But what would you have me do? Keep back the trial, Meish, only that. The rest will be all right. How long? You know that I must come on recording to the usual process in the criminal court. The justice of this circuit will not be ruled by me, though he may yield a little to my advice. But there is a party. "'who are crying out for vengeance, and he may be ruled by them. "'I know the party you speak, o. Uh, I I know their leader, "'and maybe afore the trail or over. "'He may be the criminal afore the bar. "'Ah, you do not believe, then, that these Mexicans are the men?' "'Can't tell, Maj, whether they're or ain't. "'I do believe that they had a hand o' the business, "'but I don't believe that they've been the prime movers, ain't. "'It's him I want to discover. "'Can you promise me three days?' three days for what afore the trial comes on oh i think there'll be no difficulty about that he is now a prisoner under military law even if the judge of the supreme court should require him to be delivered up inside that time i can make objections that will delay his being taken from the guard house. i shall undertake to do that mage you'd make a man a most contented to live under martial law no doubt there are times when it ere the best though we independent citizens don't much like it all i've got to say ere that if you stop this trial for three days or there out perhaps the prisoner to come afore the bar may be somebody else than him who's now in the guard-house somebody who just at this month hain't the smallest suspicion of bein hisself suspected don't ask me who only say you'll stretch you a pint and give me three days i promise it stump Though I may risk my commission as an officer for the American Army, I give you an officer's promise that for three days Maurice the Mustanger shall not go out of my guardhouse, innocent or guilty, for that time he shall be protected. You're the true grit, mage, and doggone me if I don't do my best to show ye some day that I'm sensible of it. I'm nothing more to say now, excepting to ask that you'll not tell outdoors that I've been telling you. "'There's them outside who, if they only knew what is Coonair coon-air Arator, "'would move both heaving and earth to circumvent his intentions. "'They'll have no help from me, whoever it is you are speaking of. "'Mr. Stump, you may rely upon my pledged word. "'I note, mage, I note. "'God bless you for a good un. "'You're the right sort for Texas.' "'With this complimentary leave-taking, the hunter strode out of headquarters "'and made his way back to the place where he had left his old mare.' Once more mounting her, he rode rapidly away. Having cleared the parade-ground, and afterwards the outskirts of the village, he returned on the same path that had conducted him to Casa del Corvo. On reaching the outskirts of Point Dexter's plantation, he left the lowlands of the Leona Bottom, and spurred his old mare against the steep slope ascending to the upper plain. He reached it at a point where the chaparral impinged upon the prairie, and there reigned up under the shade of a mezquit tree. He did not alight. Nor show any sign of an intention to do so. But sate in the saddle, stooped forward, his eyes turned upon the ground, in that vacant gaze which denotes reflection. Dog gone, my cats, he drawled out in slow soliloquy. That ere circumstance are full of significance. Calhoun's hoss out the same night and fetch home a sweetin' all over. What could that mean? Durn me, if I don't suspect, foul play If come from that quarter. I've thought so all along. "'only it air so ridiculous to suppose that he'd shed a-killed his own cousin. "'He'd do that, or any other villainous thing, if there were a reason for it. "'There ain't, none as I can think of, if the property had been a-gone to the young un, "'that the thing might a-been intelligible enough. "'But it won't. "'Old Point Dexter don't own a-acre o' this horror ground nor a nigger that's upon it. "'That I'm something bout. "'They all belong to that cuss already.' And why should he want to get a shot of the cousin? What's war this coon gets flummoxed in this calculations? There want no ill will between em as ever I heard o oh, There's a state of feeling, Twixt him and the girl that he don't like I know, but why shed it tempt to the killin' of her brother? And then there's the mouse mixed with it, and that shindy bout which she told me herself, and that sham injuns and the Mexican shemale with the har upon her lip and the hossman without a head and hell knows what beside jesus is just so fat it'll puzzle the brain pan a louisville lawyer well there's no time to stand speculating here with this bit of iron to assist me i may chance upon something that would get a clue to a part of the bloody business if not to the whole of it and fust, as to the discretion in which i should steer he looked round as if in search of some one to answer the interrogatory it air no use beginnin near the ford o the town the ground about both in the mare paddled with hoss tracks like a cattle-pen i best strike out into the prairie at once to take a track crossways o the rio grande route and doing that i may fluke on the footmark i'm in search o' yes s yes, that's the most sensiblest idee as if fully satisfied on the score he took up his bridle rein muttered some words to his mare and commenced moving off along the edge of the chaparral having advanced about a mile in the direction of the nueces river he abruptly changed his course but with a coolness that told of a predetermined purpose it was now nearly due west and at right angles to the different trails going towards the rio grande there was a simultaneous change in his bearing in the expression of his features and his altitude in the saddle no longer looking listlessly around he sate stooping forward his eye carefully scanning the sward over a wide space on both sides of the path he was pursuing, he had ridden about a mile in the new direction, when something seen upon the ground caused him to start and simultaneously pull upon the bridle rein. Nothing loth, the critter came to a stand. Zeb, at the same time, flinging himself out of the saddle, leaving the old mare to ruminate upon this eccentric proceeding, he advanced a pace or two and dropped down upon his knees. Then, drawing the piece of curved iron out of his capacious pocket, he applied it to a hoof-print caspiciously outlined in the turf it fitted. Fits, he exclaimed, with a triumphant gestulation. Doggone, if it don't. Tight as the skin of a tick, he continued, after adjusting the broken shoe to the imperfect hoof-print, and taking it up again. By the eternal, that ere the track of the creter might hap a martyr. End of chapter 72